Hi, everyone, and welcome. I'm Sheriff Scott Rose from Minnesota, and I'm your host for today's new episode of the Officer Down Memorial Podcast. In each episode of the Officer Down Memorial Podcast, we'll share the details and the stories of how these men and women heroically lost their lives in the line of duty. Our mission is to help ensure their service and sacrifice is never forgotten. Thanks for spending some time with me today to remember and honor these fallen heroes. Before it was legal to claim land in Native American country, William D. Brown operated the Lone Tree Ferry that brought settlers from Council Bluffs, Iowa to an area across the Missouri River that is now well known for pioneer history, museums, and cultural centers. Brown is generally credited as having the first vision for the city, a city informally established back in 1857 at a picnic on Capitol Hill, which is the current site of the city's Central High School. Nebraska would officially become the 37th state of the United States in March that following year, with the city of Lincoln becoming the state capital. But historians will remind you that Nebraska's first capital, while it was still a territory, was that city Brown had visioned years before. That city is Omaha, Nebraska. That year, the first daylight bank robbery in United States history took place at the Liberty Bank, 184 miles southeast of Omaha in Liberty, Missouri, outside of Kansas City. This is considered to be the first robbery committed by Jesse James and his gang, although James's role is disputed. Alfred Noble invented dynamite in Germany this year. And this year, the first urinals for restrooms appeared and were patented in the United States. Andrew Rankin is the person responsible for this unique creation that we still use in men's bathrooms today. The year was 1866. Andrew Johnson was President Lincoln's successor after he was assassinated the year before in the Ford Center, and President Johnson was now presiding over the Reconstruction Era. Omaha's population was exploding since the U.S. Congress allowed the Union Pacific Railroad to begin building westward railways. The construction for the railway from Omaha to the West Coast had begun in January. The city would grow to over 16,000 by 1870. That's a 754% increase over 10 years. In 1866, there were four men who were assigned to police beats from 8 p.m. until sunrise. City Marshal Billy Snowden, who locals referred to as Uncle Billy, was expected to keep order single-handedly the rest of the time. Uncle Billy was known as the first white settler of Omaha and had been a resident there since 1861. They referred to his wife as Aunt Rachel. He was a veteran of both the Mexican and Civil War. 
Community records describe him as a popular figure who dug the first grave in Omaha near the present 10th and Howard Streets for an Omaha Indian woman abandoned by her tribe. Among his pursuits, he was also the first auctioneer in Omaha, as well as being one of their first city marshals. One of his four officers who worked the overnight shift was 35-year-old Thomas Welch. Omaha is currently the largest city in Nebraska. It's actually the second largest city in the Great Plains states behind Oklahoma City. The second largest city along the Missouri River behind Kansas City, Missouri, and the seventh largest city in the Midwest. In 2020, the Omaha Police Department had over 900 officers serving this community of over 478,000 people. Back in 1866, there were just over a few thousand people for this police department to serve and protect. In April of 1861, Confederate soldiers fired the first shots of the American Civil War on Fort Sumter in Charleston, South Carolina. Shortly after this incident, President Lincoln called for 75,000 volunteers to help fight in this rebellion. The call was heard all across the country, even in the fledgling territory of Nebraska. In June and in July of 1861, companies were raised throughout the territory and surrounding states, and by August 1st, Nebraska was marching off to war. The regiment fought in the famous battles of Fort Donelson and Shiloh in one of Grant's divisions under the command of General Lew Wallace. Later, the regiment served in the Army of Southwest Missouri under the command of General Davidson, where it fought in minor engagements in Missouri and Arkansas. In October of 1863, the regiment was changed from infantry to cavalry and was later transferred to the frontier to battle the Plains Indians. The regiment was finally mustered out of service in 1866. By war's end, the territory of Nebraska had offered more than one-third of her eligible male population to the war, a ratio matching the Union's most populous states. It was August 17, 1866. The soldiers from Company A had just mustered out from the Army a few weeks earlier, and they were celebrating. One of those soldiers celebrating was William Doherty. While there's very little information about him available, some state records indicate that he lived in Brownville, Nebraska. Nebraska state records list him on the Nebraska Territory Volunteers in the 1st Battalion Nebraska Cavalry. Records also show that he mustered out on July 10th as an army private. It was the middle of summer in Omaha. Warm, humid, often muggy and wet with daytime temps in the 80s and lows at night in the 60s. It was the weekend and Officer Thomas Welch was on duty when he responded to a drunken quarrel in a beer garden in the city. One of the men involved in that drunken quarrel was Private William Doherty. Local papers described Officer Welch's actions as true desperado style when he walked into the beer garden to stop the brawl and place Doherty under arrest. 
Today, officers are trained to fully pat down and search a subject for weapons immediately when they're taken into custody for the safety of the suspect, the officer, and for the public. This night, Officer Welch hadn't done that. Welch was leading Doherty away from the beer garden area. As they were walking away, suddenly Doherty reached into his pocket and pulled out a loaded revolver. Doherty shoots Officer Welch. Officer Welch goes down. A bullet lodged in his spine. In the Thursday, August 19th edition of the Daily Republican newspaper, in a paragraph simply titled, Dead, they reported that the long-expected decease of policeman Welch occurred about 4 a.m. in the early morning hours. The paper goes on to say that it had been certain that Welch would die from the effects of the wound he'd received, and his friends sadly waited for him to pass. They closed the article stating that while Welch had suffered intensely, he bore his agony unmurmuringly. Officer Thomas A. Welch was 35 years old, and he was survived by his wife and is recorded as Omaha Police Department's first line of duty death, as well as the first recorded line of duty death in Nebraska. There are many unanswered questions around Omaha Police Department's first line of duty death. Most records indicate Officer Welch died on August 17, 1866. However, the Nebraska Law Enforcement Memorial says he was shot on June 24 and died August 8. The National Law Enforcement Memorial in Washington, D.C. also indicates he was shot on June 24 and died August 17. The June 24 incident date used by both organizations doesn't match any newspaper or public records we were able to locate. Neither does the death date of August 8th used by the Nebraska Memorial. So, do we really know what date he was shot? And what date he died? How about the shooter, William Doherty? Whatever happened to him? Some say he was taken into custody and then he later escaped. Records in the Library of Congress indicated he escaped and heavy rewards were offered for his apprehension, but he was never seen or heard from again. His last name is recorded and spelled in a couple different ways, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y and then the more traditional D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. Which spelling is the real spelling? To date, there have been no records discovered of William Doherty with either spelling after he killed Officer Welch. Did he change his name? Did he die shortly afterwards? Nobody really knows. Most records indicate Officer Welch was survived by his wife. Some suggest that her name was Anne. A United States federal census report indicates there was an Ann Welch who was a housekeeper by trade and lived in Sarpy, Nebraska at that time and was married to a Thomas Welch. The records indicate the two were born in Ireland and immigrated to the States. It also indicated that they had three sons at the time, John, eight years old, Michael, six, and Joseph was three. 
What's puzzling is this was the 1870 federal census report. Four years after Officer Welch from the Omaha Police Department was shot and killed. And it lists his current occupation in 1870 as a farmer. The last puzzling question to the story is where was Officer Thomas Welch buried? As of 2021, no burial has ever been located. Now, in the late 1800s, there were a handful of cemeteries that were apparently raised and moved in Omaha. Some allege there were some that were simply left unmarked and built over. So, not being able to find his gravesite is a little easier to explain than all the missing personal information about Welch, the information on the incident, and the information about the man who murdered him. If you have any additional information about Officer Thomas Welch and his family or of William Doherty, please contact the Omaha Police Department or the Officer Down Memorial Podcast. Officer Thomas A. Welch is listed as Omaha Police Department's first line of duty death, and he's recognized each year in May during Police Week at the National Law Enforcement Memorial in Washington, D.C., at the Omaha Police Department Memorial in Omaha, and the Nebraska Law Enforcement Memorial in Grand Island. If you'd like to support Omaha Law Enforcement and the family of Thomas Welch, the Nebraska Law Enforcement Memorial Committee continues to raise money for the care and maintenance of the state's memorial structure in Grand Island on behalf of the law enforcement families who've lost loved ones and the agencies who've lost heroes in the line of duty in Nebraska. You can find out more about this great organization at www.nememorial.org. Thank you for spending the time to listen, learn about, and honor the memory of this fallen hero. Make sure you take the time to thank your local law enforcement for their service and their sacrifice. And don't forget to thank their families too. They also sacrifice so much for our safety. It's up to us to help ensure the sacrifices made by these fallen heroes and by their families are never forgotten. So please share this podcast with family and friends. Until next time, this is the Officer Down Memorial Podcast. I'm Scott Rose. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.